And now for the podcast. No. And now for the podcast. No. And now for the podcast that has bathed in the living waters of Mandalore. Yes. Not all podcasts wear capes. Mando is back. Hey, hey, okay, so hey, everybody. This is our podcast. And like podcasts, introduce people. So I'm going to introduce the peoples of the podcast. It's me. They call me T. Money. Uh, that other Dog. dude. Can you be like dude. a little more energetic? You just were getting on Ariani pre podcast for being low energy. Like perk see, up I guess a little. It's not you. You see my smile. You don't get. I guess the smile. No, bro, I have this on is my an audio you medium. You gotta. You gotta sell it. Your smile says four o'clock happy hour. Your eyes say five a.m. bedtime. Right. So. So I think my I think the listeners know me enough to be when I'm like. Oh, but we're yeah, supposed to be introducing yeah. ourselves to new listeners. Okay, so hey, I'm T. Wonka, wonka, and this is right, Spade, right. is that, is the that, Spadester, and all of a sudden we gone. have over here Ariani Lassie Guapa herself. He's gone. He's gone. Morning full, Joe. He's gone full Z Morning Z. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Whatever he drank in between, uh, between yeah. mid sentence really perked him up. You just need like a, How did I do? You need like a soundboard part. Excellent. Thing. That was yeah. excellent. I completely think we should have a soundboard. <laughs> with uh, with sound. How do we put one up? That would be pretty good. Yeah. Especially awesome. with like Grogu, we could yes no everybody to, to death. No. Yes. No. Yes. Spade, what are we covering today? Well, I already said it, right? But uh, he he's back, for better or for worse, the the Mandalorian. Right, he just Ooh, had his his, his third oh, season. Well, do we think do we think the Mandalorian uh, title this season the refers? Do you think it refers to Din Djarin or is it referring to Bo-Katan? Because I think she. Or is that. it for? Or is it referring to the Mandalorian as like a plural? The greater people. So, so he, here here's the problem. This show should have never been called the Mandalorian. It should have been you called and, the Mandalorians with an S. You, you and your title. Because title <laughs> yes, because we're we're gonna get into this because T and I have been saying they gotta drop the the character stuff. It needs to be storyline, 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 and you fit in whoever you want. Because if season one is called Mandalorians and you get what you get, season two is called Mandalorians, you get what you get. The book of Boba Fett is part of the Mandalorians. People would be more forgiving, and actually, I bet they would love. The Book of Boba Fett, because then the the episodes with the Mando actually would make sense, and then this season the Mandalorians is spot on because there are thousands of Mandalorians, so it could be about any of them. I mean, that would be that would that would one little shift of a change like there would actually really really help the the Book of Boba Fett. It would have helped the Book of Boba Fett, but unfortunately, it would it would change it. everything though. But but it would change everything. But they haven't. So it's unfortunately we are stuck with what they decided to do, and you guys. Have but I just gave him a billion. I gave him a billion dollar idea for free know, on this I know, podcast. We, I know, but we can't take it. We can't take back what what they have. They've already made a billion dollars. You know, we 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 already sat and watched through the whole thing. Now we just get to to tear it apart. They're gonna Marvel Studios it, the Infinity Saga. They're gonna call it the Mandalorian story. And it's going to be everything when you go on Disney Plus. Watch. Give it some time. They'll probably group it together. It's going to be bigger. It's not going to be the Mandalorian story. It's going to culminate in 
the like we were talking we were just talking about this in in the, the bad the star the heir to the em- the quote unquote heir to the empire uh, um, Ariani to the uh, empire film right Ariani Ariani to the empire awesome it's you sound like you just got traded <laughs> full full disclosure oh, on the bad man. batch podcast we told everybody that we fired you what <laughs> that was one of the bits yeah that, that was that, one that of the bits ha- in our bad batch right, that well, happened you got, you got to make sure you release oh, that one it, first so that joke lands because right I know right because we're just, I guess yeah do the bad batch first it'll be a crack. double dose we'll do a double pod same day right uh, Is that so the intro? Uh, that, that I that I got fired. It yeah, might have been it actually. Like, it was very yeah. early on, probably like the first sentence yeah, yeah, or yeah. so. Yeah. Um, here's my thesis. Mm-hmm. Now you guys have heard, so re- hopefully read my texts. Um, this is your texts that what are what half in binary at this point. It, I was gonna say, is this one of the binary ones that I refuse to translate? Have you, have you ever translated any of my binary texts? No. I, I, of I, I, not. Listeners, no. I troll. I troll Spade with because one time i put a a spoiler in binary and i don't know it was uh wonder woman was going to be in the shazam uh uh, uh post credits or whatever and uh and uh that's a spoiler he freaked alert, out so, so now yeah yeah Oops. yeah spoiler alert for shazam too no, no, in case no, anybody didn't see it the, the, the worst he... movie ever but anyway don't watch it wait let's do the whole story let's go through the whole story they he dropped the trailer out. With they her dropped, in the trailer, they, right? They, they, they dropped, not even just like a trailer, like a TV spot. It was just a, it was a TV okay. spot that showed up on TV. She showed up in the TV spot. It, it started making the rounds. T posted. T T was the first one to find out, and then he posted in binary code. I'm like, what the hell is this? But he did, and so I copy pasted. I go and translate it, and I was like, T, why would you post like a literal spoiler like that? And then. I told him that he should have just like trolled Spade and posted like a boner joke or something. He's like, "Oh shit, I should have done that." Now everything that he posts in binary is a troll, and I'm the only one to translate it because Spade doesn't want to take the risk. Spade will <laughs> refuse to translate it, but I just I just wait for there. Ariana to I, do I, it and tell me what it says. The last one was like, "I love you guys." Of, I know, I know, it was very sweet, but I'm getting tired of it. Just say that you love us. Don't. Oh, oh my gosh, Ariani! If you keep doing it, I'm gonna keep doing it. No. So right. the trick is, do- you're, okay, you're feeding the one rule of trolls. You're feeding the dog don't, here, don't Ariani. Don't feed the troll. No, don't feed you, the troll. At first it was funny, and now it's getting exhausting. So please find a different bit. It bypassed the David Letterman thing where it's funny, then it's not funny, then it's funny again. It just <laughs> was funny, and now it's not funny anymore. It hasn't no, it's been. Not. <laughs> well, see, but if I stick to it, it'll become funny again. No, I'm just gonna give up at this point. I'm just gonna do. It. And then Spade says that one day Apple's gonna add a thing that automatically translates binary, and then we're all gonna be in trouble. <laughs> That's gonna happen, and he's gonna spoil some stuff, and then forget it. <laughs> so back to Mandalorian. This is my thesis. The sequel trilogy was not the explosive success that star wars wanted whatever you feel about any individual episode um rise of skywalker was trash um i am of two minds about the last jedi but i think that it the sucks core, Spade, shut up i think the core of the problem of the sequel series was born in the force awakens and we'll relitigate that another time but D- D- Disney Disney doesn't 
know what to do, right? But they have this odd success in Mandalorian, in their streaming service. Everybody fell in love with that first season. Baby Yoda Grogu is on everything. My son does not know the name Yoda. He only knows Grogu. And when Mando's on, he says, that's Mando's daddy. I'm excusing, that's Grogu's daddy and that's Grogu's mommy. So Bo-Katan is now Grogu's mommy. Amazing. So (laughs) I really thought that's where they were going this season, though. I didn't think so, man. You think a romantic what? interest would be, would be boring? Let, let, let me get to my thesis. Let okay. me complete it, and then I'll stop talking. I Seriously, I'm a steamroller. I get it. <laughs> um, So the idea is that Pedro Pascal, and I was reading it. This is the hums here and there, whatever. It's just like I'm, I'm not reading anything specific. I'm just getting, you know, like, you know, you, you, you know, what was it in a mob film? Your mother lied to you, your father lied to you, the fist fight lied to you, but word on the street is golden, right? It's just kind of getting the temperature of the water. I think there's some truth to that because he did not show his face one time this whole season. Pedro Pascal wanted more money. And the end of season two of The Mandalorian could have ended the series they could have moved on to something else. To a new story. And Mandalorian. Mandal- another Star Wars story with another name. It doesn't have to be called Mandalorian. And this is what the executives don't get. As you could have had Grogu training with Luke. That could have been the next season. Him training with Luke, right? And leaving Luke. Right. But Grogu is going to show up in the in the Rey uh, movie that they just announced. He has In the to, Rey right? Skywalker movie. Possible. Anything's possible. Guarantee. I think you're going to uh, uh, get I think it's ante. more than a possibility. You guaranteed? I, I it's guarantee. It's going to be, he's going to be in it. Grogu's like, Grogu is like, lit, like literally one of the most top five, top three most important Star Wars characters now for the next 10 years. Period. I'd say pop culture things, period. He's, he's very, he's, it's he's, like this. He's marketing gold, basically. Right, because because you know, Spider Man does not just sell more toys than Batman. Spider Man sells more toys than all of DC put together. Period. Grogu is on everything. My three-year-old son knows it. Maybe people don't say people still say Baby Yoda, but he's the dude. Yeah, he's but the people the that dude. say Baby maybe, Yoda are the ones that haven't watched Mandalorian but still know who he is. No, of course. Right. That's the thing. That's right. why he's he's become such a phenomenon. He's become the biggest phenomenon in Star Wars probably since Chewbacca in R2-D2. So, at the end of season two, Disney's left really, what do we do for season three? We don't know what to do. Let's give... Uh, what's his face? Book of What's his face? Book of, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Book of Boba Fett. It's like some good moments. I would have, you know what I mean? What would have been interesting? Like, you know how the Tales of the Jedi? I think they should do Tales of the Jedi, but live action. Um, And it could have been just him with the Tusken Raiders for an hour. And that would have been beautiful. But they, they want, they needed to put a Mandalorian season in there. And they needed another guy with the helmet. They didn't need a Boba Fett series because what's Boba Fett? He's a he's a 
Bounty Hunter, Bounty Hunter and Mandalorian and Mandalorian and Harm. But we already had that show. It's called The Mandalorian. Right. Right. Yep. And pe- people like Pedro Pascal. He is a really great actor. And since his breakthrough role in Game of Thrones, who he was a great, like, sexy badass, he... Uh, He's 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 good. He's, he's, he's good. He's TV's he, golden you, boy right now, basically. Right? Yeah. Right? Yep. First season we didn't see his face. So they were scrambling. The Cara Dune thing happened. And they were gonna have Rangers of the Old Republic fall. All these days Star Wars things announced. Boom. Guys from the Game of Thrones are gonna do Star Wars. No. We're gonna have another th- uh, another um uh, another knives out Star Wars guy. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. Ryan Johnson. Ariane. Ryan Johnson. No, that's the not. Patty a, Jenkins. Oh, that's thing. in hi, hiatus. Patty Jenkins. Boom. Things are happening. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. But. I think they want to. They, they definitely want to hold on. They wanted to hold on to Mando and Pedro because he's the one guaranteed thing that people are just kind of like not very contentious about. Like most. Right. Mostly everyone is just like really like. Yeah, this show's great. I really love it. Like, this is cool. Like, and and nobody's really like super like nitpicky and arguing about it except for this season. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's because the story just wasn't what people expected. Let me finish my theory, and we're gonna oh, and the then thesis, I'll shut up for ten minutes. I swear. <laughs> right. It's a senior you thesis. It's a big book, one, T. Uh, Ariani. They, they put out book. They put out book of Boba Fett. And they go, we have a clunker on our hands. This is like mediocre stuff here. I, I so think that's why they put Mando and, and Grogu they in put the middle. Two episodes, smack dab in the middle of that, which would have been the first two episodes of Mando season three, which I've would have been that. amazing. I've been saying that. I've said that forever ago. Right, right. But this is a part. This, this. I'm, I'm, I'm creating an intricate Swiss clock go here. On. This okay. is the knives out mystery box that they put that in there. Because they're like, oh, we need, we need, we need to, you know, bring Grogu back, and there was some kind of agreement with Pedro Pascal because Pedro Pascal is at least voicing the character. Three people are playing that. He didn't take his mask off. I don't think he showed up for set once in season three, and then all of a sudden, in Mando, you have an episode pops in with Doctor Pershing. I personally. Really like this episode. Great episode of Star Wars. Not a great episode of The Mandalorian. It it was a really good episode, but it didn't pay off. That's what I was waiting for. Right. There was a fight in the beginning, and then a wrap up at the end. They they had book 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 ended by Mando. A great a great. Dog. I think that was the best dog fight. One of the best dog fights in Star Wars. Oh no, it's it's Bo-Katan. awesome. It's awesome the yeah, way that yeah, episode Bo-Katan starts. And, yeah, and they blow up her her castle on the beach. I'm I mean on on the cliff beautiful her her own like irish castle um so they put that in there why because they're struggling because they are they're going who's who has delivered for us it's been dave filoni but dave filoni doesn't have the kind of power to push him or walk away because if he walks away who's gonna hire him he's a star wars guy right he might get a movie he might get a star i mean a marvel like he wouldn't get a marvel movie they might give him a dc movie but his thing, his entire existence, he wears an Indiana Jones hat. His entire existence is this. Wait, so so, uh, was was it, he in the final episode? He made a cameo. Did you guys yeah. catch that? 
He did? Yeah, okay, because yeah. there was the guy at the yeah, bar with the cowboy hat on. I thought it was him. Right, right. Okay. Oh, her, him and the other directors. The other directors. Not, uh, yeah, um, uh, Ariani, tell me the uh, name of the directors. Rick Samuyumi. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, no, Bur Bryce Dallas Howard wasn't in it. Um, well, uh, the Asian director who did Obi Wan. Oh, Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow. Yeah. So they were in there. So. And also, what's um, happening? Also, uh, Carl Weathers. He also directed an episode this season. So. Right, right. But you, Carl Weathers, go yeah, yeah. So, so what happens is, um, and they did the same thing. We were just talking about this in Bad Batch. There was this odd couple of episodes in there with a senator, no Bad Batch people in there, who's fighting for clone rights. And it's about clone, cloning technology, all these things. All these things coming together. Now, I was thinking that it's not going to be aired in the Empire. The mo it's, it's, it's Dave Filoni. They're saying you can do what you need to do. In Disney Plus, so he's telling those stories that he needs to do to start building up to his film. The biggest guaranteed film is going to be uh, the Dave Filoni Star Wars film, and that's going to be it's going to make or break uh, what's going on because the the first Jedi is going to be a, a gamble, and um, and everyone will go out to see the next Ray one because it's going to be filled with everybody. It's going to be fine. It doesn't matter. Right. People are going to go out and see Star Wars no matter what. Yeah. Right, right. No matter what, it's going to make a bunch of money. But what's happening here is the decisions, this disjointed nature that you're talking about, Ariane, all the time. I think it's based upon them shifting horses midstream and trying to kind of put pieces in place for their plans later. Right. And it was to do with the contract dispute with Pedro Pascal. The contract dispute that you uh, assume we we don't really know if there was a contract dispute. This has been your theory for a while. I'm not saying I disagree, but we never got that, any. That's, a, that's what I call my thesis. My thesis. No, my, my my theory is is like you know proven in scientific thing. People use the word theory wrong, um, but like um, colloquial English it means it's like a guess, right? But. But I, I think there's I, some I truth to that, I concede to everything you're saying, Ariani. It is, this is, from what I'm seeing, I'm reading the tea leaves. It is complete, utter, informed speculation. Right. I mean, this last episode kind of felt a bit like a... Like a... Like a finale. Like a series finale. Yeah, it felt like Even that. Even I mean, the way that the, the, the last shot closed, where it was the zoom in, and it's like a circle thing on the, Grogu. It was the, the iris right? the iris shot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like it was like Which I liked. That was very very 19 like silent film kind of thing. Yeah, I dug, I dug you, it. You I appreciated like that because it was like a the end to show up on top. The of end that. but it but would have But you da, 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 whoop, with like a slide like, whistle. <laughs> like that's what I was expecting. The end question mark. That's kind of what it felt like. Right. <laughs> right, right. 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 But I liked it and I like Did you notice or was it just me? There was all kinds of soft wipes in the final episode. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But that's been but a Star Wars. Th thing. They, they they don't, but they don't. They haven't been doing that. They haven't been doing that, Amanda. That soft wipe thing. Mm -hmm. I haven't noticed. Honestly, no, it's true. I noticed. No, I'm, those, I'm I thinking those now. Kind of yeah, because that, that's. I'm a not Star saying Wars it's thing. never been done, yeah. but they they it was packed in that episode. I might I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I have to go back. 
Well, the big thing that we haven't talked about that, you know, he especially was very excited about was uh, Ahmed Best showing up in one episode. That was probably one of the one thing I think people talked about the most this season, more than anything. I'm sure our listeners know, but Ariane, why don't you walk them, walk the listeners through, you know, the significance of that and what what, what happened there? Well, Ahmed Best is pretty significant to the history of film because he is the first person to do a full motion capture performance. He was the actor who played Jar Jar Binks in um, The Phantom Menace. And so, you know, he filmed that role and it's just like it's this big deal. It's this big technological advancement. Um, he wasn't a famous actor. He got a plucked from obscurity to be in a Star Wars well, movie. Hold on, Ariane. When, when you're saying film the role... Like the ping pong suits that you see all the actors wearing now, that's was Ahmed Best back in nineteen ninety yeah. whatever it like, was. There you know, would be no, 99, no, ninety eight, ninety nine. Well, ninety is when the movie came out, so it was probably like ninety seven when they were filming it. Ninety, right, ninety eight, yeah. yeah. And doing all the testing and stuff like that, but there would be no Gollum, right? There'd be no King Kong. There would be no like those new Planet of the Apes movies that are super cool. Um, right, no Gollum, right. Right, like none of that would would not be a thing if not for the work that ILM and Ahmed Best did in the 90s. So, like, that's a big deal. But, you know, he played Jar Jar Binks, and famously, Jar Jar Binks has not been well-received. He is not a popular character. He's kind of made a joke of. Um, And poor Ahmed Best suffered. I'd like to see him back. Well, poor Ahmed Best suffered the brunt of that um, as a person. You know, it's one thing to, to make fun of a character, but this man got... Well, because these idiot people can't disconnect between reality of a person and the, the fictitious nature of a character, you know? Right, you know? but And, and poor Ahmed Best took it really, really hard, personally. It, it messed up his career for a long time. Um, he, he talked very publicly about being suicidal... Um, and he is definitely not the first Star Wars actor to to be put through something like this, but he he he's one of the big ones. Um, and he's kind of one of the ones that people kind of I'm not gonna say like they act like he deserved it, but it's just like because Jar Jar Binks is is not that great a character, people are just kind of like, well, what do you what are you gonna do? But I think having him show up. Um, as this character, um, I don't know the character's name, but I think he's been in other stuff before this, right? He's been in like another Star Wars show, like for kids. Or so he, yeah, he was. It was like kind of like, you know, the I, I've never really watched them, so I can't really name any of them. But like a Nickelodeon show where they dump like goo on you, like kind of slime. thing, and you have to run past like <laughs> like soft Temples and, of the Hidden. <laughs> it's like American Legend Gladiator for Temple. Kids yeah, it, or it's something l- like Legends that. Legends of the Hidden Temple, Ariana. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keller like, and Beck. That's and, the name of the character. And he came in dressed as a Jedi with a robot. Yeah, yeah. He would but, come in as dressed as a Jedi with a robot, and he would be the host giving these kids like their tasks or assignments or whatever right so basically what i think lucasfilm did is that they kind of gave um Ahmed best like they threw him a bone and said we're sorry for everything you've been through we want to make it up to you be in in our show in the mandalorian show up and you will be the Jedi who saved Grogu from Order 66 when all that happened. Um, and it's honestly, like, really cool. It's one of, like, those, you know, I know you guys like to make fun of me for saying that I hate 
pandering or whatever. Um, but it's one of those moments where it's just like, this is actually really cool. Like, it's really, really nice. It, it, it won't make sense if you don't have any of that backstory, though. That's the thing. If you don't, if you don't understand why it's so cool, it kind of doesn't have any significance. But when you come with, like, that knowledge, it's, it's really kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, so I didn't realize it until afterwards because I didn't. I haven't seen Ahmed Best in forever, so I had no idea like what he looked like, and I wasn't even like making that connection. Honestly, I'm watching. I'm like, is Mace Windu coming to save Grogu? Uh, That's why I thought it was at first from from the distance, and then I'm like, oh no, it's clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew it wasn't him when when he lit his lightsaber. It wasn't credit card that, company. That's what. That's what I was Spade. clued He's in. A different credit card company. Um, but no. Different credit card, <laughs> but uh, but no, it is like Ariani's a hundred percent right. It is really cool, and it's awesome that they gave him that. Well, we always say like redemption, but it's not a redemption for him. It's a redemption for the fans that were well, well, basically an you know to him all them years well, ago. But you know what? I have a hot take on that. I don't think it's a redemption for him. It's definitely not a redemption for him, but I don't think it's a redemption for the fans either because they kind of don't deserve it, especially because it feels. And I'm saying like. I know a lot of people have, like, grown up and, like, regretted, like, being complicit in that sort of thing, um, which is fine. That's that's something totally different. But considering how this sort of thing keeps happening, like, it just happened to Moses Ingram, and it happened to Kelly Marie Tran, and it happened to Daisy Ridley, and it happened to John Boyega, and it happened to Ryan Johnson. Like, this thing keeps happening in this fandom, and people are just, like, like pretending like they're there that they've always been so that they've always loved Ahmed best and it's just like let's not be disingenuous people um that that's that's my hot take about i mean that. i i participated in the slamming of jar jar binks because it was just yeah but jar jar binks not Ahmed best that's the yeah, difference right. between you and someone else and 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 Ahmed best was was before really this this the immediacy of, of like the 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 instantaneous nature of the internet. Kind of right? crazy. I feel like he almost got it worse even before all this existed. Which is kind of scary when you think about it. Well, the the internet was kind of just taken off like back then. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. But it wasn't as fast. Right. It wasn't as right, fast. Right. I, I I think what happened to Kelly Mary Tran, I think what happened to Moses Ingram, I don't know Brian Johnson is a I don't know why he's part of that list. Or John Boyega, by, but John Boyega. That's racism. It's definitely racism, but you know, Jake Lloyd got it too. I don't, ha I don't see any. I, you know, I can be convinced of it, but I don't see that there's evidence of racism other than against Gungans. No, I know as a whole. But I mean, maybe racism against but Gungans. But it's not. It's not even. Just, I mean, obviously, there's racism involved in that, but it's it's the abuse that people get. The people have have even even you know, Jake Lloyd was a child. A little kid. I mean, Ariana, you're probably too young to remember, but I remember people were buying the action figures and they were like lighting them on fire. Sick. Right? Really? Y you don't remember that scene? Jar Jar Banks. No, no, Jar Jar Banks. No, the um of of baby the Jake Anakin? Lloyd because yeah, well, the Phantom Menace. I mean, I I actually have the action figures. I I dug them out of my parents' basement not that long ago. It was um yeah, they have like little and basically every character for from the Phantom Menace had like an, its own action figure, and. uh I dug them out for my kids to play you with. Think? They're starting to get into Star Wars. What? I said, you think every actor oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. you think Star they would? For the Phantom Menace as an actor, an actor figure? Yeah. Really? I, I, who could have thunk it? Right. 
but um, but they had little Anakin, right? <laughs> but I mean, it was it literally was like every single character, like ridiculous. Everybody, everybody um, got a got a got an action figure, right? And the the Anakin Skywalker ones, I remember people were buying them and like lighting them on fire because he's going to become Darth Vader. Obviously, people know this. Um, yeah, and I remember that being a big thing that they were lighting like little kid action figures on fire. I don't I don't remember that, but. You know, remember, I mean, I'm yeah. not saying it didn't happen. I'm just like, oi. And Jake, Jake Lloyd is he? Isn't he? Is Jake Lloyd in prison? He, he was. I'm... He's not in prison, but he was. He. I, I think he was committed for for mental illness. I think he developed schizophrenia and stuff like that. I remember seeing mug shots. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But like, I. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to let me just so just so the audience knows I'm clear on this. What happened to Moses Ingram? What happened to uh, uh, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking now. John Boyega, John Boyega, and Kelly Marie Tran. Absolute one hundred percent nothing but racism. I'm just questioning. Ahmed Best, because is Ahmed Best recognizable enough that the, you know he's a CGI character? You know he was. You know did did do are 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 the ignorant audiences that would be racism or probably you know that that Venn diagram is a circle uh, who would go and and uh, you know are they even conscious of the fact that there would be a person behind it? You know. Well, that's the thing that they don't see these people, whether they're behind a CGI thing or not. They don't see them as people. They see them as entertainment, and they better be exactly what they want. You know, they better be. They better fulfill all the expectations. If not, they're gonna hear about it. Um, so, I, I'm. I am glad. I'm not gonna lie. I am glad that Ahmed Best was given this opportunity. He looks sick. I felt cool. good. I felt good that day. It it, 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 my heart grew three sizes or whatever. You know that moment was. I had. I, I was verklempt. I was like. Oh. It was nice. It was nice to see. Like nobody can deny that it was nice to see. But it's just kind of like, it 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 just kind of brings all kind of like those those memories and feelings um back up. But I hope for him. I hope for him that he's at peace with like, you know what this what his place in this franchise. Even and if if and if. That also includes Jar Jar. I hope it makes him feel good. Well, well said. But I mean, as far as cameos go and appearances, I mean, T, we got Zeb. We got Zeb here. Oh yeah, y'all are oh y'all, y'all excited so... for that one. That oh, was my favorite of the whole season. He looked, he looked great. awesome. After, after Disney gave a She Hulk, and it was like, oh, and then <laughs> and then and I'm sorry, I'm I was happy to see him, but Hulk's son looked like. Like it looked on my act, the action, the red like, Hulk like something we, we could my do. Son. We could do an after <laughs> right. effects, right? But Zeb came in and he had like, it was a character that was an expensive few seconds. You know what I mean? That was an expensive few seconds, but well worth it. It was awesome. He looked right. great. I really hope he's coming back for Ahsoka. For the audience members who have not seen Star Wars Rebels, the animated series, who is Zeb? Okay. So Zeb is part of the crew of the Ghost, uh, along with Kanan Jarrus and Ezra Bridger, uh, Harrison Dula, Sabine Wren, Chopper, as they say on the on the cartoon, right? Chopper, the the droid. Um, that's your main crew with 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 Zeb. So when Rebels ended, they're kind of all like scattered, and now that we got the Ahsoka trailer, you see 
uh, Harrison Dula coming back. You see Sabine Wren coming back, who's the Mandalorian with the crew. Uh, Ahsoka's part of that, and they're searching for Ezra. Um, Zeb, he's basically like, what, what would you say, T? Like a Chewbacca analog, kind of, more or less? You're, you're so muted. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not muted. Not not now. Can't You can't silence me. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Zeb Aurelius is Aurelius, right? He is specifically based on the original concept art of the Star Wars in the in the early early Star Wars nineteen seventy seven. I don't. I always say nineteen seventy seven. I never say A New Hope. I know because when I first watched it, it, it was just Star Hope. Wars, right? They were just. Right. Um, I don't mean to be like so, you know, fancy, but but Star Wars 77, um, they, uh, the in early production drawings, they had, they didn't have Chewbacca. They had something, a, a creature that looked exact, the creature that they, and they took that creature and they created Zeb Aurelius from it. Disney created Zebrilios from that, so you could go back and we could, you know, put put a picture in the show notes or something like that. You just look up, you know, the early concept art by, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. What's the early Star Wars concept art guy? Um, Pablo Picasso. Super famous. No. No. Although um, I think Pablo Picasso is still alive. I, it always came out, so that's. I, I like that both you guys took no. me dead seriously. You know, we're like, no. No, but Picasso was alive, so that could have been a possibility. He needed All the right. work, maybe. I stand, I stand corrected. <laughs> I know who you're talking about, T, but I can't remember the name. Ralph McQuarrie. Ralph McQuarrie, yeah. And he, j- he just died recently, but I don't know if that, um, I don't know if that the Zeverilios picture was, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah, so it's, 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 uh, you have R2-D2, you have C-3PO, you have a Han Solo type character with a cape and a lightsaber, and then you have a woman who is is Luke Skywalker-ish. So it's kind of it's kind of like a weird kind of thing. Yeah, so if you Google um, Zeb, Z-E-B, Star Wars concept art, it literally comes right up. And you could, you could see what they look like. Yeah. So this was just like a character so, that's been floating around for years that they had to figure out how can we incorporate. Well, it's Chewbacca, right? It was supposed to be he, Chewbacca. He became Chewbacca in the original Star Wars. He became Chewbacca. But when they started to go to Rebels and they started putting the Rebel show, they took that art and they made the character based on that art. Right. Because right. it's, it's significantly different enough so that they wouldn't be, be mistaken for two, two characters. Right. So, um, not to correct you, T, but to correct you, Garazeb Aurelios is the actual character's name. It's not Zeb Aurelios. So you were, like, combining his first, his shortened first name with his last name. Um, but, yeah, that, that's basically who he is. And he was just great to see. I mean, he looked, like we said, great. Um, but I know Ariani's favorite was Lizzo, Jack Black, and Christopher Lloyd all combined into oh, one God. episode, right? Jesus, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I thought, let's talk about that episode. Let's I thought talk Christopher about that Lloyd episode. was actually fine. I'm like, yeah, I I buy him being in this universe completely. It was Lizzo and Jack Black where I was just like, I don't know, you guys, because not that they're bad by any means. People were really pissed off about this episode. <laughs> 
but they they weren't bad at all like they were good actors in their parts the problem is i couldn't get past that it was jack black and lizzo yeah, like christopher no, lloyd was there hamming it up and i'm like okay i could buy that that's that character but it didn't feel like Christopher Lloyd to me. You know what I mean? No, no. And, and they... I feel the exact opposite. I feel really? the exact opposite. I think that Christopher Lloyd, actually, we haven't seen the last of him. Um, uh, I guarantee and, it. And That's I'll... another, I'm throwing a lot of guarantees. Christopher Lloyd was, around. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. He was that guy. You know? <laughs> Good. Awesome. awesome. Basically, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> from so to pull his mask off, right? It's, it's Scooby Doo, but it's Star Wars. You, know, it, it you was, could do that in Star Wars. It was Wars. quite literally that. Um, um, should but, I should I, I mean, bring up my fan cast? I'm though? never. I, I yeah. You know, give me a second. Oh, and we're yeah. gonna talk about because your fantastic your fan casting is spot on, perfect. I'm not gonna say anything bad about Lizzo because you will never hear me say anything bad about Lizzo. No, so I'm not, not gonna talk about Lizzo because I love Lizzo. But Jack Black, you, I love your Jack clock Black. is bad, I, bitch. A clock, all, all uh, that's what it stopped on, right? T? It's it's thick thirty. It's, it's thick thirty. It's thick thirty and a T's phone at all times. Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my? Oh, I'm holding it. He woke up and he's he took a DNA test. And he's 100%. All I bitch. needed was some coconut oil. Um, so, um, no, I, me and Kate listened to Lizzo, that album, like a billion times. Um, so, Jack Black. I, oh, I like the character. It's a, But it's Jack Black. You don't watch him incorporate a character. Jack Black is just being Jack Black. I've never seen a movie that I can break the the uh the thing about black the, the jack blackism yeah no that i can't yeah we're not saying that that's bad it's just that the both of them are such big personalities so i get why they cast them because they're and then in the same room i think I, I think that's what it is because they were together and it's like i think jack black can do it but if jack black just turned it from 11 down to seven Eleven is a is a Spinal Tap reference, by the way. That, that's they where their amplifiers go to. to down to down to seven. It would have worked. It didn't. Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, uh, Bombardier. I like the character, the concept. He's like, oh, I used to be an Imperial Bombardier. What, what's this? Bomb. Uh, yeah, Captain Bombardier. You're right. Bombardier. Great character, but like, it just he just needed to dial it back. And it was so over the top because they picked over the top people, but and but Ariani had a thousand times better fan casting. <laughs> well, here's the thing too is that the one thing that also bothered me about Jack Black and Lizzo, again, they're not bad. They're both great. I I I like them both. I'm fine with them as as actors, as singers, as characters. But they're they also have like a noticeable age difference. Like I'm just like. Jesus, like, all right. I mean, I don't know if, if the concept of age difference exists in Star Wars, but I'm just like, this is bizarre. But the two people that I saw that would fit much better. How old is Lizzo? Lizzo is a little, maybe a little bit older than me. She's maybe, she's either my age or, or, or like 33, 34, something like that. Um, what's, what's your age? I'm 32. Oh, okay. Jack, what Jack Black is what? Jack Black, all right. Jack Black is fifty-three, right? And Lizzo is. Lizzo was born in eighty-eight. 
she's so she's 34. Yeah. Actually, it's her birthday so, next week, so she's 30, 33 right now. Yeah, so, well, it, it's a noticeable age difference, but my fan cast for those two parts, I would have put Alfred Molina and CCH Pounder. Um, they're both great actors. They're famous enough. They're famous enough where it's just like, oh, wow, look at these two like great famous actors and their character actors. Um, and they have a good enough commanding presence where they can play like Outer Rim royalty. Um, they're both like around the same age, so it's not, you know, completely um, noticeable. And they, they, they don't overshadow. So, so Ariane, for episode. our audience, for our audience who, um, for our audience who. Obviously, Alfred Molina is is, is Doctor Octopus, and was the guy in the very first scene of Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Doom who didn't give Andy the whip, right? So, um, uh, but uh, CCH Pounder, uh, remind our audience what. Uh, what I think which, most... I, she's so recognizable. She's been in so many things. Well, that's the thing. She's one of those. What char- is she most famous for? She's one of those character actresses where you see her, you're like, yeah, I've seen her in everything. Probably the thing most people have seen her in was in Avatar, and the irony in that is that you don't really see her at all. She's all, she's actually I I know her from the, the Shield, the 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 right. top show with, with Michael. That's Chick what was. I know her. Right, right, right. That, the that, chick. That's how I know her. Don't, yeah. don't say chick, Liz. You call him the chick. The chick. Uh, she was in Son of, Son of Anarchy too. I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy. She's gonna be in. She's gonna be in Avatar Five. In 2028. I mean, she's. Oh, been she in, was in Avatar. Yeah, she was in both Avatars. Way of Water. Yeah. She's gonna be in Avatar in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's orphan. gonna make. Yeah, she's one of these. She's one of these actors that is in Every... everything, and you just Arnold Schwarzenegger, The End of Days. She she has um, she has a very impressive she has a very impressive postcards story. from the edge. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, one of the best movies of all time. She was in Face Off. Oh, shit. she was in Face Off. Impressive career, impressive actress. Alfred Molino, also another great actor. And they're both famous enough that you're happy to see them. And you're like, yes. People would recognize people. them. Yes. Right. And, they, but like, they, they might not know their names, but they'll know that they know them. Right. And they don't overshadow, but they're welcome. They're welcome. The character. Yes. And they're, right, they're right, a welcome right. present, but they're not, like, they're not distracting. You know, and some people thought Christopher Lloyd was distracting, which I get because he's Doc. Not Brown. for me. He's Doc. No, he wasn't for me either. I thought he, I thought he, he, he did what he had to do in this episode. He really delivered. He didn't do the Doc Brown thing, basically. I think if they weren't all in one episode, it would have helped a lot. Right. Right. I think that was the issue. See, you're, you're right. Or if they were in shorter parts of the episode, because Jack Black and Lizzo got a lot of screen time. Because Amy Sedaris takes me out a little bit. I like it. I like what she's doing, but I'm conscious that it's Amy Sedaris. And she's so over the top, too, though. That's part of it. Yeah. She's another over the top kind of. You know, as soon as he shows up, she's always like, hey, Mando! You know? We had Tim Meadows in one episode, bizarrely. And it was just like, oh, wow. yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. That, was, that took me out, too. So, that took me out, yeah, too. Yeah, it was just like, all right, you know? But, you know, it's kind of stuff like. I remember when I saw Inglorious Bastards in theaters, and like Mike Myers shows up in like one scene, and it's just like, you're like for a second you're like, "Wow, that's Mike Myers," but it's also but he has like an accent and he has like a mustache, and then after a while you're just kind of like, "All right, I kind of forget, you know, that it's Mike Myers because he's so good at this character." Um, 
And I feel like, you know, the Kenyans, they've had this season. But Carl Weathers is in it, and we know Carl Weathers is Apollo Creed, but he's taking the role seriously. And he's, I mean, I, I, I think he's doing a great job. But with he's that. been there since the beginning, being... too, though, T. Like, right, and right, he's right. going one on one with Mando from the start. So. But I don't like it when people are going, well, you know, the original Star Wars were all these unknown actors. Are you kidding me? Alec Guinness is like well, Alec, Guinness, Alec was, Guinness was unknown. Not Alec Guinness. He, Alec Guinness was probably the most famous person in that movie, and Peter Cushing. Right, right. Peter Cushing. Those are two unbelievably famous actors as tent poles in that film. Right, but the the, but the, they the, the leads lead. were unknowns. The leads were unknown, but you know, unknowns. But Obi Wan was a lead. Obi-Wan was a very, very important character. He wasn't a ancillary character. No, but is also, but also, but, um, um, I'll allow it uh, to. But, but Alec Guinness is also a theater actor too. You know, he's he's well, he's like um, he's like a uh, Lawrence which Olivier. works in Star Wars, right? He, but he's right. like Lawrence Olivier, where Lawrence Olivier was very famous on stage and was famous on screen too. Um, or like Rex Harrison, Rex Harrison, famous theater actor. But, but he's not a movie star. It's not how famous they are. It's, again, in the execution. Sure. Because Werner Herzog is in <laughs> I would the like original thing. Werner Herzogging the crap out of everything. And it was... But it you was know what? Chef's Giz. I Chef's Giz. You, you guys haven't seen The Fablemans, but you know I might as well say it. Because yeah. it's been... It's been spoken about to death but at the end of the movie um david lynch shows up and he plays john ford and he legitimately kind of steals spoiler alert yeah none of these words mean anything to me continue (laughs) well he kind of like legitimately steals the movie and it's it's amazing it's an amazing cameo like one of probably one of the best cameos i think i've ever seen in a movie and it's one of those that i kind of knew going in but i didn't know like the context of it and then i watch it and i'm like this is amazing but david lynch is super famous super super famous i mean he's a famous director sometimes he's an actor um but he's so distinctive he's so distinctive you watch this and you're like there's no way i'll be convinced by this but then i'm just like yeah no this is exactly yeah i'm like this i'm like this works perfectly this is the best thing i've ever the best casting ever so it's things like that. You have to be really, really smart about that casting. Like when you when you when you're gonna pick like a big actor to show up in something, you gotta use them smart. You can't you can't you can't you gotta you gotta figure out how, how what is it about them that works. You know, I think Jack Black probably could have done good if they had cast maybe somebody opposite him that wasn't so huge. Or outlandish, right. you know. The, the grant right. would have grounded him a little right, bit. Right, right, because right. they kind of really distracted from the episode, which was a pretty cool episode, even if it felt kind of like separate from everything else that was going on. It was, it was a fun episode, but overall, it was kind of like, okay, we're here. Right. That's the right. thing. Let's like, let's rush like... through some more cameos. Let's rush through some more cameos. There's we we more? I think we got we got this one under the game. Yeah. Um, the, the Mon Calamari nobleman. All right. You know, in the beginning of one of the episodes, there's the two, the, the, the lobster person and the squid person. Oh, the people that, that were are like in love. In, in, mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. The, 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 um, 
the squid, the um, the lobster person is Harry Holland, which is Tom Holland's brother. Okay. I don't know if that I don't know if that counts as a cameo because we've never heard of him. We didn't even know Tom Holland had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, then I'll just shut up. It's okay. Well, it's just like, actually, see where I thought you were gonna go is the the Mister Hux <laughs> that they that they mentioned. Oh yeah. Who's, oh right, right. Who's the father right, right, right. of General? I'm Hux just saying from... these are more Easter eggs than cameos. Ariani, okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't, don't I'm sorry if I'm not the, as impressed the, by the, Tom Holland's brother. The flat enthusiasm, your your flat enthusiasm move. All right, but but this one I'm trying to bring up before I was rudely interrupted. T. Go ahead, Spade. Is uh, so General Hux from the sequel uh series. There's a character here also called Hux who's that character's father but in the show he's played by Domhnall Gleeson Domhnall right Domhnall Gleeson's yeah. brother um so the brother's playing the father which I know yeah. confused the other day right but you know what I like it because uh, they, they you can a... understand that it would no, yeah. be confusing right well, I didn't, well, they, well they do I have a great know. physical resemblance I'm watching this I'm like wow they gotta be brothers or something and, and of course it ended up but being that was my it was taking me out for a minute when they called him Hawks and I'm like he looks just like the other guy what's going on here and then I found that it was his brother and I'm like oh yeah that makes total sense yeah. but you know what that's 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 smart casting it's just like hey wow yeah wow. you know like that's how you use somebody who who, who is an actor who probably who isn't as famous as his brother or his father but it's just like yeah we can use this it's like when they put um the other hemsworth in in thor as a oh liam no not liam liam is also famous there's another one oh oh no liam's from uh westworld um and or hunger games right yeah there's another one who who nobody ever remembers his name Because he's not as famous as the other two. Justin Hemsworth. That's what I'm gonna go with. He sounds like a. He looks like a Justin. No. Uh, ha- no, it's a, um. He has a good Australian name. You said he's in Westworld. I think so. Right? Um, or is that Lee? No. Yeah, it's not Liam. It's That's not the one that was married to Miley Cyrus, it's, right? It's Luke. Luke Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> So yeah, see, see that—that's how you can know the difference between New Zealand and Australia. You just put an I where the E should be. So Hemsworth, like Ariani just said, Hemsworth. Did I do a New Zealand? Well, we were joking on the the Bad Batch podcast because the character's name is Omega, but sometimes uh-huh. they call her Omega with an I. Oh yeah. Because of the accent, so we yeah, yeah, we were yeah, joking yeah. about that before. Right. They can't. They can't agree on how to pronounce her name. The, well, no, no, they they say Omega, but some characters have accents, so it sounds like Omega. Ah, uh, okay. That, that that's what it is. Uh, did we talk about the episode three, the convert with uh, Doctor Pershing? We talked about it. How oh, it meant bit. nothing, yeah. Well, it's just that we, we all thought it was such a good episode. It was very meant nothing, but it, it kind of. Well, didn't we pay we off. said it's it's a great episode of Star Wars, terrible episode of The Mandalorian. That's that's my stance on it. We 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 said that before. But, I mean, you want to talk about the undermining of The Last Jedi, Ariana? You want me to bring that up? Oh, how uh, how the, the Royal Guards that uh, Kylo Ren and, uh, and Rey were having their, their issues with the, with the guards in red, and Grogu and Din Djarin took care of them in, like, three seconds flat, no problem. I mean, any comments to that? Not really, because if I recall that... Okay, let's they... move on, then. 
keep that. Don't bleep it. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. No, no, I, I, it. They, I just they, made a note. I had to tease Ariane about it that. Just, it just, it was very dramatic with Ray and um, Kylo Ren, and it yeah, was all it was in like slow a, motion. So, yeah. so it was it so, was really they, the same they, amount they, of time. They, it was just felt twice as long because it was slow in motion. Right, right, it was a right, filming right, choice right, take. Yeah. And, and and the Praetorian Guards, maybe 30 years later, were more important, uh, you know, more... A little, little more uh, advanced, a little more trained. They were black belts by then. Right, Here, right, they were only white right, belts. Yeah, Is right. that what it was? No, it was... Well, they were Emperor's Royal Guards in Return of the Jedi. Oh, so that's they right. they turned yep. them into the Praetorians, right? So, right. Right. So then they that red thing kept on... They kept on going, so it was kind of like a... I mean, it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't but matter. But here, so serious question, though. The... the Stormtrooper slash enhanced oh, with the army, that, army that the Mandalorians were fighting with the Beskar. In the episode before the finale, did you guys think those were people in there or robots? People. Aren't they meant to be people? Well, yeah, but the episode before, I, I thought they were like robots, the way that they were fighting and super strong and really like kicking everybody's ass. But then in the finale, they started talking to each other, and I'm like, "Oh, I guess they are meant to be humans." But in the episode in the episode seven, they felt like they were an unstoppable force, and there's no way that they're going to beat these people. R.I.P. R.I.P. Paz Vizsla. R.I.P. Yeah. The, the um, end. I, you know what? And I got to be honest, listeners. I saw um, it had a lot of stuff going on, and I saw the uh, the episode like it. 4.45 in the morning on Wednesday. So I need to really, because I had other stuff on my mind for the finale. So I was like, ah, oh, it's really cool images, really cool fight scenes, all this stuff. But I was a little bit underwhelmed. I have to watch it again. Um, uh, I feel like they were playing catch up because they, had a, they have a greater plan and they needed all these pieces in place. There was not a lot of character development in this. I love this this uh, the season. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I'm glad they made it. But I don't know where the arc is. You know, Man Mando has this sword that weighs is heavy, and that's metaphorically weighing heavy on his soul, and he didn't overcome that. No, he just gave it to Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan just got given everything this season. Right, and it was just she was she was passive, and I and I hate when people go, yeah, she was just being passive, and they were right. Everybody who I hated saying it, I they, said that. Right about that, but you're not the only person. The that statement said that. stands, Ariane. <laughs> I I feel like they were just, like like I said in the beginning of this episode. I feel like they were just putting pieces in place that they need to. Let's wrap this up, and but I'm gonna tell you, the imagery of of Bo-Katan flying in with the armor on jetpacks and taking out those, uh, the, the, um, oh, it was uh, awesome. uh, Moff Gideon's troops. Awesome. Um, when Mando just was like, they said, you know what? Let's go back to the Phantom Menace. When Obi-Wan is running through the, like there's the, the, there's the red shields, doors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, he just goes, just give it to me one at a time. It felt like an episode of daredevil. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just yep. like, or what's it, what's the, what was the um, yeah, well, hallway fight scene. That's what's the what's the name of the uh, Asian film where, um, he just has to go up and down the the, I mean, oh, the apartment uh, old, complex old boy? to fight. 
old boy, right? So so it felt like that. And he was just like every time he got another he got a knife in this one, he got a shield in this Yeah, no, that that was really, really cool. There there were so many badass, kick ass moments in this. But I think what happened and I don't mind the Persian. You know what it is, T, I don't I don't mean I don't mean to cut you off, but the first two episodes are very strong. The last two episodes are, are pretty strong. The stuff in the middle there was too much meandering. You just had too many weird things going on. Like the Pershing episode, like I said, it, it's fine. But it starts off with them and it ends with them. But there's 35 minutes in between where nothing happens with them. Right? And then you get the next episode where they go to Jack Black Planet. I don't know. I don't remember if this is the exact order. Right. So so here's my – okay. And this is what I forgot to say about Jack Black Planet. This is what I forgot to say about Jack Black Planet. I think that – Lizzo Jack Black Planet. I think that episode was written for Rangers of the Old Republic. And they just grabbed that script and they dropped it in the middle. And they just will just use this script in The Mandalorian. Doesn't that feel like then how they did with like Book of Boba Fett where it's just like they grabbed something from Mando and then put it in Book of Boba Fett? No, it's, it, I, I'm saying it's different than that because they because actually they took still had the, main the characters. Mandalorian characters right. in there. And so I, 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 it would seem like it was Cara Dune and somebody else should have solved that mystery. But they had this script sitting there. I think that probably the Dr. Pershing episode, The Convert, is a Rangers of the Old Republic episode. Um, and then they just kind of, everything else was leading up to the thing and they didn't really, it was less about character development and more, more about getting the team together. They had specific goals that they wanted to include in the season, but they didn't know how to actually weave it together so that it all paid off in a satisfying way. They were just like, oh, people will love this. But they, it, did, it didn't feel like earned a particular... And it, it's weird. I know what they were going for with like the armor in the beginning, like with Bo-Katan saying, oh yeah, I saw the Mandalore and this and that. And she's like, yeah, but you only see it in your dreams. You know, kind of like, you know, like Jesus for, for lack of a better term. And then all of a sudden she kind of like believed her and she's like, okay, well here, then you should lead our people. And you know what? You don't want to wear your helmet? Take it off. Like whatever. And it's just, it was just kind of weird and like abrupt. But you remember how I said, like they should have included at least one moment where Bo-Katan took off her helmet in the middle of that fight and was giving orders and stuff like that and then like put her helmet back on to show that she can do both of these things she doesn't have to do one thing all the time exactly she can be she can be a mandalorian with or without her helmet and still be a good leader but they didn't have that i think that should have been din Djarin's thing at the end when they're back at the bathing in the i really thought he was gonna take his helmet off he he should have taken his helmet off then right and said listen and then just been like and then been like turned to the thing and then the armor should have taken her helmet off you know what i mean but i think there was going to be some kind of surprise with that but i think that yeah i, I you know what did what did din learn oh, who knows what did grogu learn this season yes no what did Bo-Katan <laughs> learn? Okay, Bo-Katan learned, like, no, but, I mean, it's basic, you know. Like, no, yeah, you, you have to. 
filmmaking is about becoming, right? Characters have needs and wants, and it's just like their wants are not necessarily what they need. Is 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 the point of how a character grows? You know. Well, I mean, we meet Bo-Katan, right? She basically has given up on life. She's just sitting on a throne, hanging out. But then she sees the Mythosaur, and she's a believer again, right? That's basically what what happened. And then through a loophole, she gets... Like, I really thought Din Djarin was going to challenge her in front of all the Mandalorians and, like, lose the fight on purpose kind of thing. And so she could accept the... So she could get the Darksaber, you know? But then... But then, she, right, she challenges the Axe Wolves and she fights him and then they're, they're cool or whatever and everybody's, like, joining in. But I feel like the the Mandalorians themselves, like, after episode two, there should have been a lot of internal conflict with the Mandalorians themselves before everything right, is kind of been... resolved, like, immediately. Because she goes and meets them within five minutes, recruits everybody. Then the next group, they have their little conflict, and then Grogu's like, nah, bro, and they, they break that up. And then it's like the next little thing, but then it's resolved right away, and they just kind of sped through it. The whole season really should have taken place on Mandalore with them, you know, recruiting people Keeping to Mandalore, basically. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think I think that they're, they're missing Sabine Wren in this season. I really thought she was going to show up since troop, they had already cast her becoming, well yeah, in yeah, advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know that they that 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 she should have came with her own contingent to take also to take back and maybe introduced another Mandalorian. Yeah, it's so weird. I feels that they didn't know who was supposed to be the person to do the thing. I mean, you know how powerful it could have been if she went and recruited Sabine, right? Because like people don't have the the rebels backstory, but Sabine gave Bo-Katan the the dark saber. Right, I, I forget exactly how that happened. I don't remember if they fought or not, but basically it went from Sabine hand, Sabine's hands to Bo-Katan. So like, if she comes back and recruits her, and she's like, "Hey, this is what's going on," like that's that would have been a big moment. Moff Gideon destroyed the dark saber. It shouldn't have been Moff Gideon who destroyed the dark saber. It should have been Bo-Katan who says, "This is meaningless." And broke it like Luke throwing down his lightsaber. Thought, it should have been know, that. I thought that was weird though, because like, was didn't Moff Gideon really want that dark saber? Like, am I wrong in that? Like, that was like a thing that he wanted. Because it's symbolic of her giving up again. That's that's what he was so. getting at. I guess so, but I was just like, this is weird. I was like, why is he's like, give me the dark saber, and then he just like, ten seconds later, he crushes it. Well, in the middle of in the middle in the middle of a battle, right? He's fighting for his life. You need to survive. You're gonna, you know, am I gonna break a sword or am I gonna die? You know what I mean? I guess. Well, I will say, um, Giancarlo Esposito is such a good actor. He literally outacted everyone. As soon as he came back, the whole the the show was singing on a different level. I know. I, I, I think he did okay. It was serviceable. I didn't feel that him coming back. I didn't. I, I didn't. He, I didn't he, it was okay for me. Scenery. I love. I love that he like the, the the lines that he say sometimes are like really ridiculous. But he chews up the scenery. So but much it's the way that like, he. Yeah, 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 it's the way he delivers yeah. them with his accent. Yeah, yeah. And, and like if if it was anybody else delivering this those lines, they would come off as super corny and super hokey. But because it's him and he's such a presence. It's just like, hell yeah. No, I mean, so. he, he's a he's a great actor. And Ariane, do you know the other Breaking Bad connection in, in this 
season. So the the Mandalorians on the ship that that they meet when uh you know there's one guy is that Lady Bo-Katan that I hear, and then the other you know the two like main Mandalorians that they meet on Mandalore that are on their ship. Yeah. The the one guy is Skinny Pete from uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, it is Skinny Pete. Okay. Yep. Oh, did you notice the the one actor from Top Gun Maverick in this last episode? No. The um, the black guy. I can't remember his name. I have to look. Up, I have to look him up. That's very specific. Played. I know. No, no, no. Yeah. But hang on. <laughs> and and a little bit biased, I think. I I don't Why? know. I appreciate that. Why? What's Ariane? wrong with calling somebody black because they're black? The actor's name is Charles Parnell. He played. He plays the survivor captain. He was the captain of the ship. Yeah. Right. He was he was in a Top Gun Maverick. Oh, he was okay, Warlock. He was yep. he was the other guy that um that was with uh John Hamm. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A movie that he has never finished. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any any more thoughts on on the season as a whole. I mean, to me it feels like it's something that's wrapped up and I don't know when we're going to see Mando next before the movie, to be honest with you. But I guess Grogu's got to come back, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, has it been renewed for another season? They haven't said it yet, but I imagine these characters will appear in other shows along the way, for sure. I think a lot of people are going to come back. They're, they're building their they're building their their shared universe, and it's going to be... There's too many other shows coming up right because you have skeleton crew you have ahsoka ahsoka is where dave filoni wants to be right and so dave filoni had like no hands in this season because he's he was working on ahsoka yeah like he didn't direct anything three i don't think he wrote anything yeah i could feel it i could feel it yep (laughs) because he was working on who was the showrunner was john just john john favreau well rick Fuyima directed a lot of episodes this yeah, season. Yeah, he's like a he's like a no, but I mean, who was the showrunner this season? It had to be Favreau. I I think it's Favreau and and, and Rick, right? Yeah, Favreau Favreau was on the um doing the press tours and the press junkets and stuff like that, so he was hitting the pavement talking about the show. Um, so I think he must have been the showrunner. But Rick Fuyima, um, he got he he's now a like a executive producer on the show. Yeah, because he he directed a bunch of episodes. I know Bryce Howard directed, uh, one right, and Carl Weathers yeah. directed one. Yeah, Rick Rick Samu Rick Samu Ewell has been executive producer for all the episodes this season. So yeah. he got he got upgraded. Right. It's still a fun show. I like it. I, you know, looking forward it to was, it coming back at some point. But it was fine. we'll see what it was comes fine. next. I but yeah. I, you know what? What? I, and I, I think a part of it is this. We've all been spoiled by Andor. It was such a bright, shining moment in Star Wars. I don't know that we're ever going to see that quality in Star Wars ever again. Just saying. We might not get that same quality, but I, I think I think it's kind of like an unfair, almost like an unfair um, standard hold which i understand you know where we'll get it though t where in the andalorian follow us on twitter and instagram at not all pods visit us on our website at not all podcast where capes.com 
and send us an email, notallpods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. Your, your way of wrapping things up with a pun is just <laughs> ridiculous. Over <laughs> uh, well, an hour 15, I had to cut us off.